أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم عن أبي ذر رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما روى عن الله عز وجل أنه قال يا عبادي إني حرمت الظلم على نفسي وجعلته وجعلته بينكم محرما فلا تظالموا يا عبادي كلكم ضال إلا من هديته فاستحدوني أهدكم يا عبادي كلكم جائع إلا من أطعمته فاستدعموني أضعمكم يا عبادي كلكم عار إلا من كسوته فاستكسوني أكسكم يا عبادي إنكم تخطئون بالليل والنهار وأنا أغفر الذنوب جميعا فاستغفروني أغفر لكم يا عبادي إنكم لم تبلغوا ضري فتدروني ولم تبلغوا نفعي فتنفعوني يا عبادي لو أن أولكم وآخركم وإنسكم وجنكم كانوا على أتقى قلب رجل واحد منكم ما زاد ذلك في ملكي شيئا يا عبادي لو أن أولكم وآخركم وإنسكم وجنكم كانوا على أفجر قلب رجل واحد ما نقص ذلك من ملكي شيئا يا عبادي لو أن أولكم وآخركم وإنسكم وجنكم قاموا في سعيد واحد فسألوني فأعطيت كل إنسان مسألته ما نقص ذلك مما عندي إلا كما ينقص المخيل إذا أدخل البحر يا عبادي إنما هي أعمالكم أخسيها لكم ثم, أوفيك ثم أوفيكم إياها فمن وجد خيرا فليحمد الله ومن وجد غير ذلك فلا يلومن إلا نفسه رواه مسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم This hadith is called hadith Qudsi Hadith Qudsi is a hadith which is spoken by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and related by the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but it is not Qur'an. Words spoken by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and related or reported by the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but not Qur'an. We know a hadith Qudsi when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says Allah says or Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says your Lord says then we know the hadith is a hadith Qudsi. Or a companion of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, according to what he reports of his Lord, Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Then we know it's hadith Qudsi. This hadith Qudsi shows the power which Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has the control which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has over us and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is independent of us meaning Allah does not need us Allah does not need our ibadah Allah does not need any risk from us if all of us today decided to become disbelievers Allah would not lose a single thing and if all of us today decided to become believers, if everyone believed, still Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stands to gain nothing. 
Everything he does for us is for ourselves, not for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he repeats the nida, calling us, Ya ibadi, O my slaves, ten times in this hadith Qudsi. Ya ibadi, Ya ibadi, Ya ibadi. In order to emphasize a point. He says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya ibadi, O my slaves, Inni haramtu dhulma ala nafsi. I've made dhulm, injustice, haram on myself. Meaning, I will not treat anyone unjustly. Allah is not unjust to his slaves. Allah treats us with justice. He gives you what you deserve. Allah will never put a burden on you that you do not deserve. So, I made dhulm haram on myself. And I made it haram amongst yourselves. فَلَا تَظَالَمُوا Do not exercise injustice against one another. What is injustice? Injustice is to put something where it does not belong. If you put something where it is not supposed to be, that is called injustice. For example, if someone is not a criminal... And we accuse him of being a criminal, then we've put something where it does not belong. Therefore, it is dhulm. We have treated him unjustly. Your money is your money. Where is it supposed to be? Where is your money supposed to be? It's supposed to be with you. But if I put it in my pocket, is that where it is supposed to be? I've put it in the wrong place. Therefore, that is dhulm. It's injustice to the owner of the money, to the owner of the property. Rasulullah in a hadith says, Allah, Allah has cursed man manar al The person who changes the boundaries of a piece of land because that is dhulm. If this is my piece of land and you change the boundaries so that what belongs to me now belongs to you, that is injustice. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, nafsi. I've told myself not to be unjust to any of my slaves. Therefore, I've made injustice haram amongst yourselves. فَلَا تَظَالَمُوا Do not be unjust to one another. At this point, I will ask each one to give us an example of dhulm in the way that we live in the world. Something you may refer to as injustice, dhulm. Naam. Examples of dhulm. Um, eating money of the orphans unjustly. That's true. Money which belongs to the orphans, which the one in charge decides to devour. That is dhulm. Dhulm to whom? Dhulm to the orphans. Because the money belongs to them, and he took their money, it's an act of injustice. Another example. 
نعم Yeah, allowing the animals to graze in someone else's field, that's an act of injustice. Things that happen every day, you don't see injustice happening. Uh, I'm surprised you're struggling. Naam. Shirk is injustice to Allah, but I mean injustice among ourselves. Naam. To accuse, to accuse a lady of adultery or fornication, is that not injustice? How many people are guilty of that kind of injustice? How many people talk about ladies they don't even know, ladies they, don't, they didn't see committing fornication or adultery and say she's a zania? How many people do that? That's dhulm. Allah said, فَلَا Do not exercise injustice. What else? Exactly. To force someone to do something which, which the person does not want to do is an act of injustice. Backbiting is dhulm. Talking about someone who is not around is dhulm. Injustice to that person. So all forms of injustice, corruption, backbiting, accusing people of zina, talking about someone's family, talking about their wife, talking about their daughters, talking about their sons, all these are forms of injustice. And Allah says, I've made injustice haram on myself. I never treat you with injustice. I only give you what you deserve. Allah has never taken anything from anyone. Therefore, in the same way, I've made this dhulm haram on you. Do not exercise injustice among yourselves. Do not sell something that is bad to someone, knowing sooner or later it's going to fall to pieces. That's an act of dhulm, injustice. Some people have gone to prison for long periods of time because of injustice. An old man stood up in a masjid in Medina after Salatul Asr. He stood up and started crying in front of people. He was 70-something years old. He says, my brothers, I only have one word of advice for you. Vulm injustice is very bad. I was released from prison yesterday. I spent the last 30-something years in prison because of vulm, because someone gave false witness in a court of law for something I never did. And such things happen in our communities. We've broken people's marriages through vulm. We've caused a lot of trouble through dhulm. And Allah says, فَلَا تَظَالَمُوا Do not exercise injustice. Ya ibadi, O my slaves, كُلُّكُمْ All of you are lost. كُلُّكُمْ All of you are lost. You're lost. You don't know the right way. إِلَّا مَنْ هَدَيْتُهُ Except the person that I give hidayah. Fastahduni, ask me for hidayah, for guidance. Ahdikum, I'm going to give you guidance. Don't be pompous. Don't think you're a Muslim because you're clever. Don't think you come to the masjid and pray five times a day because you're clever. Don't think you chose the religion of Islam because you are very intelligent. Kullukum If Allah left you on your own, 
all of you are lost. We are all lost. Except the person that I guide. Ask me for guidance. I'll continue to guide you. We are in this masjid because Allah guided us. And the people outside this masjid who are not Muslims are out there because Allah did not guide them. And Allah has commanded us, despite the guidance that Allah has given us of being Muslims, He said, Fastahduni, continue to ask me for guidance. Don't take Islam for granted. Don't take Islam for granted. Don't think it's something you are guaranteed to keep until you die. No one has such a guarantee. So because of that, you have to continue to ask Allah for guidance. Even when you're already a Muslim. And Allah made that wajib. It's compulsory to ask for guidance. At least 17 times a day. At least 17 times a day we say that. Guide us on the straight path. What are you asking for? Are you not already a Muslim? Hasn't Allah guided you? Then why do you say Because this guidance has to continue. If you don't do that, the guidance just disappears. Those who stop praying, what happens to them? Eventually they stop being Muslims. Rasulullah taught us many du'as to ask Allah for guidance every single day. Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-huda wal-tuqa wal-afafa wal-ghina. You're in the masjid. You just finished salah and you are still asking for guidance. Because kullukum dhalun, all of you are lost. Illa man hadaituhu, except the person that I've guided. Fastahduni, ask me for guidance. Ahdikum. If you understand this principle, you will not look down upon the people that Allah has not given hidayah. Because you know it's Allah who gives hidayah and you will not be pompous for the, for the hidayah because the hidayah came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah says, وَكَذَلِكَ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ رُوحًا مِّنْ أَمْرِنَا مَا كُنْتَ تَدْرِي مَا الْكِتَابُ وَلَا الْإِيمَانِ وَلَكِنْ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُورًا نَهْدِي بِهِ مَنْ نَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا This khitab is directed to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. مَا كُنْتَ تَدْرِيمَ الْكِتَابِ You did not know what the book is, the Qur'an. وَلَا الْإِيمَانِ You didn't know Iman. وَلَكِنْ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُورًا We created this Qur'an to be nur for you, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah says, وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًّا فَهَدَى He found you lost. 
or Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Fahada and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you guidance. So if Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam requires Allah's guidance, we are more in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance throughout our lives. And if you remember, there's a hadith that we did in which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, إِنَّ الْعَبْدَ لَيَعْمَلْ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ حَتَّى مَا يَكُونُ بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَهُ إِلَّا ذِرَاعَ فَيَسْبُقُ عَلَيْهِ الْقَوْلِ أَوْ فَيَسْبُقُ عَلَيْهِ الْكِتَابِ What's the hadith again? Ayuwa. فَيَعْمَلْ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ النَّارِ فَيَدْخُلُهَا A person may be guided by Allah and he does the work of the people of Jannah until the only thing that's remaining between him and paradise is just one yard or one foot. Then he begins to do the work of the people of the fire. And he goes to the fire. A person could pray five times a day. A person could fast every Ramadan. A person could do everything Allah has commanded them until they, they're almost dying and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just changes their uh, uh, mind or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't give them hidayah and they end up being in the fire. Nas'alullah al-afiyah. Ya ibadi, all my slaves, kullukum ja'i'un, all of you are hungry. Illa man at'amtuhu, except the person that I've given food. Fastat'imuni, ask me for food. I'm going to, to feed you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us. And our risk is on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He provides the person he wants. And does not provide for the one he wants. Al-arzaqu biyadillah. Risk is in the hands of Allah. We may have something to eat, but that's not because we're clever. It's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to give us. And some people may live in poverty. There are people in certain places that go a whole day without food. And they're Muslims. In certain places, I think I remember narrating to you the uh, story of that man who asked fatwa on Saudi TV. You know, people were calling in asking for fatwa. And he was asking about the fatwa of, of Ramadan. I think he was asking about, about iftar. And his question was to the mufti, what if a person uh, fasted the whole day of Ramadan? And the person at the end, when making iftar, does not have anything to eat. What is he supposed to do? Because the mufti was saying a person must at least eat something. He must not go into the next day, you know, like muaswala or fasting. You fast a whole day and then go into the following day uh, uh, fasting without eating anything. His question was, suppose like in our area, most of the time we have nothing to eat. 
We fast and we break the fast. We drink some water, but there is nothing to eat. Automatically, it means we have to go into the following day in the state of fasting. Nothing, not a morsel to put in the mouth. It's not because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates them. Allah does not hate them. Allah created them and Allah created you. It's not because they're stupid. They're not stupid. It's not because they're dull. They're not dull. But risk is from Allah. And situations could change. We have something to eat today and we're busy complaining. Complaining about the type of food. Complaining about the same food today and the same food tomorrow, like the Banu Israel, the children of Israel, who complained about manna and sadwa. But the fact is, all of you are supposed to be hungry. That is the meaning of the hadith. Kullukum all of you should go hungry. Illa man except the person that I give food. And asl, the origin is, do you have any food? If Allah doesn't give you, are you supposed to have any food? You shouldn't. Were you born with food? No one was born with any food. Allah provides for us. So this makes us appreciate the ni'mah, the bounty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, which is the bounty of food. Alas, Allah gives us food. Allah gives us drink. And we never stop complaining. And we think those that don't have are stupid, stupid in mind. They are simply not clever. Like Qarun. When people admired his, his wealth, he said, I have this wealth because, because of the knowledge which, which I have. Because I'm a clever businessman. That's why I have what I have. Or because I'm very educated, that's why I have the job I have. It's not about that. There are some very clever businessmen who don't have. And some very silly people who don't even know business and they have. Is that a fact or not a fact? Haven't you ever seen silly people with a lot of money? People who are almost foolish. They don't even know what to do with the money. And how many very sharp, intelligent people have you seen without money? You think it's about being, being intelligent? Or is it about being silly? How many strong people with very strong bodies have no money? And how many weaklings have a lot of money? And the other way around, how many strong men have a lot of money and weaklings without money? Is there a particular strategy that a person can make in order to ensure that he has money? Is there a strategy? There is no strategy. Sometimes people... Like I said at the beginning, this, this hadith teaches us not to take any ni'mah for granted. The hadith teaches us not to take any ni'mah for granted. Starting with the ni'mah of Islam, don't take Islam for granted. The ni'mah of food, don't take it for granted. The ni'mah of clothes, do not take it for granted. Because the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I think after that says, Kullukum aarun illa man kasawtuhu fastaksuni aksukum. 
all of you are naked. You're supposed to be without clothes. Illa man kasautuhu, except the person that I provide with cloth. Fastaksuni, ask me for cloth. Aksukum, I will provide for you. I want you to observe the last parts of the sentences. On Hidayah, he said, Fastahduni, ask me for Hidayah, I will give you Hidayah. Not on your own, just ask me, and I will give you Hidayah. On food, he says, Fastatu'imuni, ask me for food, Utu'imukum, I will give you. This sentence has a meaning, a deep meaning. When you don't have, don't steal. When you don't have, don't take what belongs to someone else. When you don't have, don't try any other means. Fastatu'imuni, ask me. Ut'imukum, I'm going to give you the food. Don't try your own means because you're going to make mistakes. Don't eat haram. That is the meaning of the, the end of the sentence. If it is poverty, if you have no food, fastatu'imuni. Just ask me for food. Ut'imukum, I'm going to provide you with the food. But at the end, you're supposed to have shukr. You're supposed to thank me. Rasulullah says, Allah wants a slave to eat Allah's food, and when he eats Allah's food, he thanks Allah for the food that Allah has given him. When it comes to cloth, Fastaksuni, ask me for that cloth, and I will give it to you. Don't steal. Don't try other things. Because if you do that, you will fall into dhulm. And Allah has made dhulm haram. Seek legal means, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has permitted. When you do business, the other person is supposed to be happy. And you should be happy with the transaction. Eat from the work of your hands. Then after that, Allah says, Ya ibadi, O my slaves, innakum tukhti'una bilayli wa nahar. You make mistakes, night and day. Innakum tukhti'un, you make mistakes, all of you. Bil-layli wal-nahar, night and day. Wa ana aghfiru dhunuba jami'a, and I forgive all sins. Fastaghfiruni, ask me for forgiveness. Aghfir lakum, I'm going to forgive you. This, this hadith is such good news. Such good news. Food, if you need it, ask me, I will give you. You need clothes, ask me, I will give you. Are you struggling with Hidayah? Is Salah difficult for you? Is Ibadah difficult for you? Fastahduni, ask me for Hidayah. Ahjikum, I'm going to give you the Hidayah. So now, innakum tuhti'un, is your problem that you've been making mistakes? Tuhti'una bil layl wa nahar, night and day? He informs you, Ana aghfiru dhunuba jami'a. I'm the one that forgives all sins. First aghfiruni, ask me for forgiveness. Aghfir lakum, and I'm going to, to forgive. So here Allah is shaping your life. He's saying, ask me for hidayah. You'll be on the right path. Ask me for food, don't steal. Ask me for cloth, don't steal. Don't exercise injustice. 
And if you've been making mistakes, if these are the mistakes you've been making night and day, I forgive all mistakes. Maybe that happened in the past. Maybe you've already eaten some people's money. Don't worry. Maybe you're already guilty of vulm. You already stole some people's piece of land. Don't worry. I forgive all sins. All you need to do is, first, ask me for forgiveness. And I'm going to forgive you. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَبْسُطُ يَدَهُ بِالنَّهَارِ لِيَطُوبَ مُسِيءِ اللَّيْهِ Allah extends his hand during the day so that the one who made mistakes at night, the one who committed sin at night, can make tawbah. وَيَبْسُطُ يَدَهُ بِالْلَيْلِ لِيَطُوبَ مُسِيءِ النَّهَارِ And at night he extends his hand. So that those who committed sin during the day can ask for forgiveness. And the situation is going to continue like that until the sun rises from the west. Today the door is open. You don't have to wait for the night. For those who made mistakes at night, the door is open during the day. For those who made mistakes during the day, even at night, the door is open. It never closes. So, ana aghfiru dhunuba jami'a, fasta aghfiruni, aghfir lakum. You know, our religion is a balance between al-khawf wal-raja. Khawf, to fear Allah, and al-raja, to have hope in Allah. When Allah makes taqweef, when Allah talks about punishment, when He talks about Jahannam, He doesn't leave you like that. He gives you hope in Himself. He scares you with Jahannam, but then He says, Fafirru ilallah, therefore run to Allah. When Allah is going to punish you, the right place to run is to Allah. If you've You've stolen people's property or taken people's uh, piece of land or, uh, uh, you know, done some kind of dhulm. What do you do? You run away from Allah so that Allah can't find you. Not so. What do you do? Okay, in the world, in the world when you do that, what do you do? You run away. You run away from the police, right? When you've stolen, you run away. Because if the police catch you, you're in trouble. With Allah, it's the other way round. When you've stolen, you run to Him. Here, when you murder someone, Allah, you don't run to the police. You run away from the police. With Allah, when you do something bad, you run to Him. You remember the hadith I mentioned last Jum'ah of a man who tried to run away from, from Allah? What was his uh, profession? What, what was he doing? Just hold this, please. Now, what, what was his profession? He used to steal. He used to steal. Steal from the dead people, right? When they bury someone, he digs the person up, gets the coffin, washes it nicely, presses it, and, and sells it again. You know, in those days, cloth was very, very expensive. You remember some of the Sahaba of Rasulullah had to be buried 
in very small pieces of cloth like Mus'ab ibn Umayr anhu. He had to be buried in a very small piece of cloth and the rest of, of his legs had to be covered up in leaves, branches of, uh, 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 of trees. Because cloth was something very expensive. So if you see people burying it at the, uh, uh, at the graveyards, you think, well, if I can collect two, three every, every day, I'll be a rich man. And he used to go there and steal and, and sell. So what did he do after that? He spoke to his children. He told them, I've been a good father to you, but I have issues with Allah. And I'm afraid of him, so when I die, I want you to burn my body, cremation, like the Hindus do. Burn my body, collect the ash, and throw some of the ash into the sea. And some of the ashes, scatter them to the winds, so that Allah cannot catch me. You know, after being burnt, the ash, you throw some in the sea, some to the wind. Obviously, Allah won't know where to find me. But then Allah ordered the sea to bring back all the parts of his body and he ordered the wind to bring back all the parts of his body and Allah created him again and he said to him, did you think that I would never catch you? He was a jahil, he didn't know, he was running away from Allah. He said, yeah Allah, because of the bad things that I did, I was afraid of you. I did not want to face you. Allah says, for your jahil, lack of knowledge, not knowing Allah's power, I forgive you. And also for the fear that you had of me, because you're running away from me, because you're afraid of me. He has the fear of Allah in him, I forgive you for that. But the right place to run when we have trouble is to Allah. When you've done something wrong, fafirru ilallah. This dua, everyone is supposed to remember, and I keep, keep repeating it. This is a dua that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to, to read. Allahumma. Inni a'udhu bi ridhaka min sakhatik wa bi mu'afatika min uqubatik wa a'udhu bika mink. A'udhu bika mink. I seek protection from you in you. I ask you to protect me against you. Only Allah can protect you from Allah. No one else can. So this hadith is full of hope whatever you've done of the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned I forgive all sins ask me for forgiveness and I'm going to forgive and indeed of all of us sitting here including the speaker I don't think anyone would say I've never been unjust to anyone we've been unjust to many people especially our families, our wives, a lot of injustice. That is dhulm. And Allah has said no dhulm. Allah has forbidden that. We don't ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enough for he die. And all of us have been guilty of looking down upon those, those that Allah has not guided. We look at them and think they're filth. But the truth is, kullukum dalun, we all lost. Illa man hadaituhu, except the person that Allah has, has guided. No one can claim everything they've eaten from the day they were born up to this day has been pure halal. Most of what we've put in our bellies is haram. Allah is giving us advice. I forgive all sins, but next time, ask me for food. Don't steal. 
What you've done, don't worry. I forgive all sins. But next time, ask me for food, I'll give you the food. Don't stay. Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanakallahumma, bihamdik, nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiru wa ntubu ilayk. Subhanallah, rabbika rabbi ilizat amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen, walhamdulillahi rabbi.